0: This week on This Galarian Life, the party has offered information from a new friend. I don't want to do this.
1: Yeah,
2: make him do it.
0: Make him do it. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, Jesus. Woo! <laughs> but will they learn too much? Are their pasts and futures irreconcilably damaged? And he casts his bones on the floor. A name appears, and that name is... Farram. Chadwick. Does a, uh, Raquel mean anything to anybody? Ivan, Avranax, Mly. M-L-Y. Listen to find out. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 41 of This Galarian Life. This episode is my favorite we've recorded so far, just... The planning that went into it and the final product of it, I think, is the best we've done so far. And I've felt like we've had some pretty good episodes so So I hope you guys enjoy it. A lot of effort and a lot of emotions went into this one. It's a fun ride, but it's also important to the story. And also, later on in the episode, I get to do something I've been wanting to do. I get to set up something I've wanted to set up for a very, very long time. So... I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, with that being said, we've gotten some really awesome feedback from our email, GlorianLife at gmail.com. It's such a pleasure to be able to answer all of your questions, anything you want to know about the show. We respond to every inquiry we get. So if you're interested in talking with us, that's one way to do it. We also have a message section on our website, GlorianLife.com. Uh, that you can reach us as well. Other than that, you can always reach out on Twitter, at Galorium Life. Uh, We also have a Facebook page. But overall, just keep on listening, keep on reviewing, liking, all that kind of fun social media jazz. We're nearing the end of this segment of the story. And that allows us to bring in some new new information into the story. We're really ready to get going on this trip that we're going on. And I won't hold you any longer. Presenting episode 41. No disguise for that double vision. So last time you all fought a basilisk, means you got turned into a rock. And then you got unturned into a rock. And then you did some exploring. And found some crazy nature stuff. I we went, we went up the tower and found a literal Russian troll. Which, when I was doing the voice thing, I didn't realize was a thing. But now I do, and I'm very sad. Wait,
3: how did you not know about the phrase Russian troll? No, I knew about it, I just didn't <laughs> think about it. Okay. It's about to be like, Derek, I thought you were more aware than that. No. And what did we agree to do? We agreed to help, like, a, a hobgoblin druid? Well, I mean, I don't necessarily know if you've agreed
0: to anything yet. He said he'd... In, in exchange for hearing him out, he'd give you some information. Um, and he cast his bones on the floor. Wink. And, um, a name appears. And that name is Farum. And the... Troll goes. This is very strange. I have seen visions of all of you several times, but this name, this name has never come up. Uh, Does it mean anything to any of you?
2: Never heard of it.
0: Hmm. This. uh... Except maybe one time.
3: Doesn't recall it. So.
0: One time, somebody you met in passing, perhaps.
2: I believe so. Yes.
0: Hmm. Will. This concentrate for a second uh, do you feel any magic power coming from these bones
2: I, I concentrate do oh I God. feel any magic powers I do not feel any magic powers coming from your no. boner or...
0: oh you you understand my
3: joke huh. good very good <laughs> uh, well Derek I've already called the police they're coming <laughs> maybe I try now, but they're coming for you too Maybe I try casting castings these
0: these future bones again. Um. So he picks them up and he throws them on the floor. And hey, William, what's your father's name? Um, or Greg's father's name?
3: Why is the paid for status teller empty? God damn it, William! I, just, I have no idea where it is. What's a what's a good uh, a good name for a dude for an evil capitalist man? Uh, Chad. Bezos. Chad Bezos. Chadwick? Chadwick, sure. Chadwick Bezos, totally. So the
0: troll casts the bones upon the ground, and they form the letters of a word, and that word is Chadwick. Does this name make any more sense to any of you?
3: It's the name of that bastard that birthed me. Oh,
0: this must be very painful for him to birth baby. I don't know how trolls work. But that's not how humans work. HFC no, horse troll is how it works, but other the things. hell is a seahorse? So this this man
3: is is your father. I mean, that was my father's name. I'm sure there's other with that name. Mm. So
0: the the troll kind of concentrates on the bones and waves his hands in the air, and then all of a sudden, all of you <clears throat> are seeing seeing a vision Um, a young Greg Toler is walking on like a forested and you'd recognize it as almost like a college campus but there's a bunch of buildings like amongst the trees and in like a forested area outside of the town of Corvosa Greg's carrying like pelts and he's got a, a little tiny baby bow on his back it's very precious and he he goes into class and he sits there, and uh, we join in the end of the class, and the teacher stands at the front. Now, y'all, that those those animal calls that we learned today, those very very good. I appreciated, Susie, you did a very excellent cow. Uh, Jeremiah, um, that was a that was a fine wolf you did. Uh, Mr. Toller. I don't know where you ever did hear a fox make that noise, but uh, I think you're probably right. Yip 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 yip. That sounds that sounds as close as you can get to a fox. No. Now, yeah. Sure. Well, now to for today's homework, what I want you to do is uh, gather up as much tinfoil as you can and work on making anti-dominate person devices for your cranium. Uh, whoever after the the holiday break. Uh, whoever brings back the the best hat, I will use it personally, and you will receive some sort of
3: extra credit. Um, you know, looking back, I didn't remember my schooling to be so strange. Makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. Uh, Miss,
0: Mr. Toller, you want to stay behind for me? Yeah, sure. So, I know, I know your, uh, your parents just kind of shipped you out here. You weren't doing well in the city, but I think you've You've taken a real shine to it out here. Uh, maybe this is something that might interest you in the future. You're doing a good job. and I'd hate to have a, a natural spirit, uh, a survivalist, if you will, uh, end up being just a simple merchant in the city. So I guess talk it over with your folks, and uh, hopefully this, this could be a path for you. I think it probably will be. Get on out of here, you little scamp. Enjoy your holiday break back at home I'll try uh, so what, is, what does Greg do
3: from here? Greg returns to his uh, dorm All my roommates have already packed to leave Greg is also packed to leave But he's not going home He's uh, taken a few uh, iron rations Some that he's learned how to make himself Some from the storerooms And uh, he kind of takes his bow And he uh, doesn't destring string it He keeps it by his side and, uh, he finishes writing a letter that he's been penning for the last couple of weeks. It explains, uh, to his father that he's not going to be coming back for, uh, for break. He's not coming back to Karvoja, and the city and the greed of his family. He's going to run away and become one with the wilderness.
0: So this, this is you. you. This is the day you, you leave
3: your family. It was several, several years ago you ever speak to him again? I think I sent a letter to uh, one of my brothers, but he stopped writing me back five years. He hasn't messaged me back.
0: Let me show you one more thing. And he waves his hands again, and all of you once again see this scene. A letter carrier walks up to a fairly well-established house in, in the city, drops it off to uh, a middle-aged man at Chelish man, correct? Yes. Dark hair, clean, clean beard, and he picks the man. Picks it up, reads it, and he just kind of gets a scowl on his face. Uh, walks up to a woman and says, "That son of a bitch. He after everything we've given him, after we took him in, we paid his way through this damn world. He's just up and abandoning us. That's that's what we get for being nice. That's what we get for." Adopting him from those sons of bitches up in Cheliax. And never helping out strangers again, dear. And the vision fades. Wait, so... What matter of trickery is this troll? This is no trick. This is... This is what happens. Now, this is the visions that the bones provide. You no know, maybe not always 100% accurate, but... If you see in your head, it's... It's pretty close. As far as I can tell. Was the first part not correct? It was. The second part might be. Second part must be correct as well. You, seemingly, you're not a taller. From the first half of vision, this seems like it might be a good thing.
3: Well, I wasn't one for the. in line for an inheritance anytime soon, so. Hmm. Why are you showing this to us, troll? This is
0: my way of letting you know that I am serious. If I show you this information, you can believe me that Jane can be saved. If I can tell you your past, then my assessments of her past and her future perhaps are correct. If that is all your questions, perhaps we move on.
3: Um, it kind of like leans against the wall and sulks. Old man brooding time.
0: So, the troll once again raises collects the bones from the ground and casts them on the ground and this one I have I have idea who this might be I've never done vision on this part before does uh, uh, Raquel mean anything to anybody?
1: I think you might mean Rochelle but, but you may have Rochelle. forgotten that in the 30 minutes as we talked about it last, Eric.
0: these names are very similar uh, does, a Rashil um, name mean anything to anybody? It means everything to me. And he waves his hand. Uh, Richard, <clears throat> a younger Richard, is standing behind the counter at a, a little bakery. There's a large stone oven behind him, wooden table, some samples on the counter of misshapen breads, sesame seeds on top are, uh, not super evenly spread, um... Somehow the bagels are squares, it's just, this just wild. And a guy comes up to the counter and goes, you know, I buy your bread every day, but uh, it's not great and I can't imagine you have any other customers. Not many. Maybe, maybe you uh, should think of going into a different line of business. I mean, why why you even doing this? Why, I mean, I heard that you used to be a soldier or something, how come you're not doing that no more? Because you, you, you're not a good life. baker. Well, it's uncalled for. You buy
1: my bread every day. I feel like that's a, that's an endorsement. You're a man of good
0: taste. Yeah, uh, I, I, no, I don't want to live that type of life
1: anymore.
0: Make excellent doorstops. Ouch! I mean, what's holding what's holding you back from math? Yeah, fuck me! What's holding you back from that lifetime lifestyle, man? Oh, family man. Ah, uh, so. Trying to support a, a wife and a kid, and two kids, six kids. Something like that? Well, you ain't you ain't doing great. You don't know me. I, I've heard things about you. What do you, what do you care for a, the fate of a lowly bread maker? Is, from what I hear, you uh, could uh, be more than that. Why don't you swing by this address at the time that specified on this little note here, and uh, you could meet my boss. My boss can meet you, and we can maybe figure out you uh
1: a of making a lot more money. money.
0: Just meet us there; we'll talk about it. Uh, let's just say we uh, I need a good bread pun. We uh, uh, you'll
1: be making a lot more sourdough. There we
0: go. Uh, let's just say uh, we uh reap. Let's just say we uh reap the wheat before it becomes shitty bread. That mine was a lot better, but sure. Probably, Don't expect me. I'm sure I won't. And he walks out. Throughout the day, uh, customers, a couple customers walk in and out. Uh, Some teenagers buy a loaf of bread and then they're outside and they're like throwing it at each other like dodgeballs. People you've never seen before come in, kind of examine the wares, examine your products and then just kind of leave and go next door to uh, Jimmy Pesto's bread shop and they're, they're making so much more money over there. Oh no, you make about uh, six, seven copper pieces for the day. Oh wait, was that a Bob's Burgers reference? No, it wasn't, I'm so sorry. I didn't think it was. I'll cut it out. Okay. Shit, my bread sucks. So what what do you do after the bread shop closes? What uh, What's the, I'm gonna take a peek at the note. It just has a uh, <clears throat> nearby address, it's like a like a pub they say meet around like 8, 9 o'clock. That night? Yeah. Alright. We'll see what they have proposed for me. And I'm gonna start making my way to the pub. The guy who was at your bread shop was standing by a door in the back and he looks up and kind of smirks at you like he knew you were gonna be there. And he just kind of waves you on, waves you on to come into the door. Alright, I go up and uh, sit next to him. And kind of stare straight at him. Let's go on into the back room here. Uh, you can meet my boss. All right. So in the back room, there's a, t- a table with three other guys around. Um, and one of them is like, what do you mean funny? You like Rita Rudna funny? Uh, and then they motion you to, to sit down. And you do. And the bigger, the guy at the head of the table, uh, big boss man goes, uh, you're Richard Gliminski, right? I, uh... You're a think, stereotypical mob
1: boss in a high fantasy
0: world. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they usually say. I've never I, heard of this accent before in my life. Yeah, me either. Well, Mr. Kuklinski, I've heard, uh... Some of your doings in the military, and I think we, uh... We can mutually benefit from each other's presence. Uh, he pulls, like, a... A bag of, like, a couple hundred gold coins out. Uh slides it toward you and he goes this is a uh, this is a uh, one jobs worth a uh, worth of pay and you're interested in my soldier background for is this some type of private militia no it's uh it's the things that kind of went wrong for you in the milit- the military the the things that you were real good at that they didn't necessarily want to keep you around because of and They were right for that yeah well if you do some of those things for us. We'll keep you fat and happy for the rest of your life. There's a guy up north uh, messing in with our businesses. That bag right there is yours if you make him go away. And then we could uh, sign contracts off, have jobs for you anytime you want a job. What kind of business
1: do you run here? The business is staying in business. Okay. Well, beyond that, what is this? Drug trade, alcohol, what is this? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Well, you want to go into business with me? I'd like
0: to know a little bit about who I'm killing. He used to be a buyer. Uh, His name is. uh, Well, he used to buy drugs from us, uh, cheap stuff. But now he's uh, he's cleaned up. He's found the Yomadai. He's thinking of uh, turning us in. Is uh, and now go for business. Uh, His name, uh, Truxton Pendleton. No, it's not. I know. I was just kidding. I what? won't do it. <laughs> 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 no, he, he's uh, getting close to the, the clerics of the church. They've been looking for some of my some of my guys for a while. Uh, he's getting close to some of the law enforcement as well. We just, you know, get him out. You know, the drug part of our business is fairly low ends, but the more guys I can keep out of the gallows, the better. So just he's a low life. He means nothing. Just get rid of him. Lot this I man have a family? Like I said, he's a Life, the, the church kind of thing is making him think maybe it'll happen, but these these guys relapse. He's he's never going to find
1: anything. Alright, but don't think of this as a consistent business arrangement. I need to keep the lights
0: on and the doors open, but I'm a bread man at heart. Of course yeah. This is one-time deal. If you ever need us, you come find us. We take care of our own. And he reaches out his hand to shake it. I reluctantly put my hand in his and grip just a little bit stronger. You, uh, you keep up the good good work at that uh, bread place. Hopefully uh, you can buy some like actual flour now. And then uh, we cut to Richard walking up the bar, turning up the street, uh, walking for maybe ten minutes and walking into a shabby little house. He walks upstairs... And there's nobody else in the house until he gets upstairs and walks into a room, a tiny little bed, and a young Irish six-ish-year-old girl is asleep. And I'm going to kind of sit on the bed next to her,
1: reach down, and I run my hand through her hair. Rochelle, your dad's going to take care of you. We won't be living here for long.
0: And it fades out, and you're standing in front of the troll again. And then, before you can even say anything, there's this kind of like... Richard gets this like kind of splitting headache, and the Visions come back, but nobody else sees this this time like they did with Wills. Um, So there's this large battlefield, and uh, on one side is just like this horde of... not horde, but an army of like a couple hundred strong, and there's on the other side... There's just this one man, um, and behind him is like, sixty, seventy people who have all died because of arrow shots, and he's got one in his shoulder, and he looks to be on his, his last, last limbs, and then there's this like pendant, like a sword pendant on his chest, and it, it kind of starts glowing this like deep reddish color, and. It goes, or inside of his head. You can hear this, Richard. It goes, feel free to use me at any time. This might be your only chance. And he, like, reluctantly grabs it off and holds it in his hand. And it becomes this, like, real, real sword. And it's got, like, these serrated edges almost. Um, Almost like mini saw blades. And it's, it, it looks like it's almost, like, stained with, like, light blood color and where there's not not the blood it's like this black black onyx blade and the hilt is like silvery and as soon as it becomes like the size of an actual sword uh it kind of like starts moving him towards the the large army um like on its own like it's pulling him and then he like gives in and starts like charging with it and then the scene goes to black and the man is there once again and he's on his knees surrounded by every single one of those bodies on the other side of the field and the sword is even more deeply red than it was before and he goes you saved my life in his head years he anytime and then he cuts Cuts back and you're in front of the, the troll boys again. Oh, shit. Um, from everybody else's perspective, uh, you all, like, black out of this vision that Richard had of the young girl in the bed, and then you're back in front of, like, the troll and then Richard's, like, still stuck in that vision. Um, and he's just kind of not moving. It's almost like he's a statue again, except not actually made of stone. And then, like, Fifteen seconds later, he pops back out and goes, "Oh shit!"
2: You okay there, buddy?
0: Yeah, nothing wrong with me. That's for sure. As you all pop back out, uh, the troll goes, "Well, this was. Zed was much more precious than I ever thought. I uh, ever thought you were capable of. I don't know much about you, but I don't know. You seem off in a way. But I guess we move on. You don't seem like man who wants to uh, talk about it." That See, he's
2: the he's a strong and silent type.
0: You uh, oh no, I'm just loopy as shit.
2: <laughs> um, like in real life or
1: Richard Kuklinski? Kuklinski. That was that was a trip.
2: You said nothing happened and that you were fine. Oh yeah, no, I'm
1: I'm great. Better than ever.
2: Can you talk about it, buddy?
1: Uh no no, I've never talked in my life. That's
2: uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Sirix like distances herself just a little bit from
1: Oh,
0: that's fine. Yeah, probably standing far away is <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> um, so, <sighs> this is uh, very interesting. I guess it is uh, your turn, Mr. Half-up, Mr. Mr. Gogog. Uh, let me just gather up my bones, and I will cast them, and we will see... see where you have come from, and maybe where you are going. So, he picks him up off the floor does a quick little incantation over them and then casts them to the ground and where they lay reveals a four letter word Ivan Goog
4: says nothing he gives out a angry grunt and his face tightens
0: and just like the previous iterations of this images start forming in every everybody's mind around and a small half work boy in almost like clay armor, I guess, uh dirty from the day's work, walks up to a man sitting in a large chair, kinda like you know, like the chairs that the the umpires in tennis sit by, sit on top and tell you Johnny McEnroe that the ball's out of bounds. Tell
4: me he's the line judge?
0: Yeah. This this guy's the line judge. So Grogu walks up to him. And Yvonne, the manse in the chair, says, What do you want? No, that's... I can't do...
4: Basically do the trolls <coughs> voice there. I,
0: I can only do... Well, I mean, his name is Ivan, for God's sake. What do you want, boy? Shouldn't you be working, Gugug? Well,
4: you'd be the first to tell us, Master. No, I'm actually here to ask a question, if you don't mind too much.
0: No, it, it seems like you've been dirtied up for the day. Perhaps you've done enough work. I'll give you this one question if you promise never to ask me anything ever again.
4: I'll make it simple, sir. Where did I come from? Obviously part of me is a orc, but what's the rest of the story?
0: Where did you come from? That's that's a question we all ask ourselves. Even those of us who know don't truly know everything. I'll tell you this, though, Groguk. Your father? I don't know much about your mother, although I'm sure you've heard stories about... How half-orcs come to be? Your father was a uh, war chief, not not a very good war chief, but a war chief who held a little bit of land, I suppose, down in the uh, the Bloodsworn Vale. Presumably, your mother was a prisoner of sorts. I guess I've, I heard rumor that they once captured a a group of uh... humans that had magic in the bones, which would explain a little bit about you. But your father, he got a little too big for his britches, and he started a, a campaign into, into Molthune. Malthoon. Uh, as rich farmland up there, and the Multhune, the, the Molthune army don't really like it when people make the farming and the trading and everything that went on up there. Harder, so your father's tribe was... Or your father's half-assed army was put down rather quickly. Anybody of fighting age was, of course, either held accountable through the sword or through the trial, and then through the sword. But, uh, the babies, the children, they didn't have anything to do with with your father's uh, campaign. So we did the honorable and the respectable thing. And they were sold into slavery, and I found you, Rogu. You seemed... You seemed like a good, good specimen. And you've served me fairly well. So that, that's where you came from. You're the bastard son of a bullshit military leader and a woman they found on the side of the highway. R'gug
4: is staring intently at the slave master, (laughs) not saying much. You can tell he's angry at having his lineage insulted, because you can also tell that there's some internal pain there knowing that he really didn't come from much. What was there was a failure. Well, at least least he did something with his life and brought away doing dishes and reading old books about
0: magic. (sighs) Oh, Oh, son, you have nothing. You know nothing of my work. The things I'm doing, the things that are happening here, they're going to change things for the better. Or I suppose for some the worse, but you all are going to make me a very, very wealthy man. So if I ever hear you or any of your poor excuses for sentient beings speaking out of turn again, oh, you're not going to like it. In fact, you're going to spend the next week in, in that old cellar behind the manor, the one where we uh, do our tests. Well, you yeah, haven't ever done a week before, but it seems like you're ready. And he just kind <clears> of, <throat> his eyebrows kind of furl, and he just stares at you. And he snaps his fingers at his attendants, and they begin walking forward. Sensing the um, pain on your face for the torture you're about to endure in this slave master's basement, Uh, the troll shuts off the vision. But as he goes to pick up his bones, another image fills all of your minds. There is a young human woman holding a a baby, a half-orc baby, trying to get him to go to sleep. He drifts off into the night, and the woman... Sits exhausted, puts him in the crib, or the cradle, or whatever the fuck. The, the fantasy medieval crib. And sits down on a chair next to it, and begins rocking and tries to go to sleep. And then this just blood-curdling scream erupts from the crib. And the, the mother, the woman, falls back as if she's like physically taken, uh, physically been injured... And then, for a couple seconds, she just stands there, stunned, like, like her ears are ringing, and like she just physically can't move. Um, Gorgug, in your experience now, you recognize that as a spell you've cast a couple times.
4: Oh, is that ear-piercing scream?
0: That is a baby Gorgoog using the spell, ear-piercing scream. And the mother wakes up wakes up from her dazed state and stares at the baby and, and is just, Not again. I, I can't do this anymore. Oh, this is this is what my mother warns me about. Can't have children because of the fucking dragon she was involved with. She fucking ruined my life. I, I can't do it. And then the next scene is your mother Gorgook next to a caravan of wagons. A man walks up to her and goes. So this this one has magical abilities. That's. Very interesting for a wonders young. Of course, the, the dollar amount we exchanged in our written correspondence isn't going to change, but if he turns out to be the key to my research, maybe maybe I'll set you up for the future. Thank you for bringing him to me, and I assure you, he'll be taken care of. And then your vision ends. Aw, uh, Corbu's real, real upset now. Yeah, you, you done got lied to.
4: I'm not even a half work at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what you took from that <laughs> You're just a very ugly human
4: No this is actually He's both very sad that he was lied to You're not surprised but he's still But there is a silver lining in all of this His parents are possibly still alive Which means he might be able to possibly kick the shit out of both of them That's always an upside Derek And his oh. grandma
0: fucked a dragon
4: Maybe Maybe oh, Maybe they just made out I mean he's like got uh, bald right Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: the troll cast his bones one more time this time the name on the ground is Abranax. This, this name is not what I expect for a human, a half-orc, a whatever all you are. Does this name mean anything to any of you? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> please you please mean, don't. No. Uh, yeah, it means something, but please don't. I I don't want to do this.
2: Yeah, make him do it. Make him do it. We'll
0: okay. <laughs> see. Okay, okay, Jesus! Woo! Go Laurel! <laughs> the, uh, the troll cast, is, cast his hands and you all see a vision. Three men clad in green robes are walking in the forest. Um, one of them looks over his shoulder and goes, It's up here! Um, and he points towards a cavern in the woods and they walk in and there's like gold pieces littering the floor. And as they get closer to the back, it the the level of treasure becomes more abundant. And then there's like this divot in the gold in the back, and there sits these three um, spherical objects that seem to be made out of like emerald. And these are these are it. These are these are its eggs. So if if we want to get rid of it, we just you know we get rid of them right now. and Laurel goes, "Yeah, it's, it's. I, I, don't know. It's killing babies, but it's dragon. I guess it's got to be done. Yeah, it does. You gonna do it, Laurel? I mean, I. If this is how the initiation works, yes, I'll, i do Wait, it. Don't make me start the chant again.
2: Is this, some, is this some kind of fucking dragon killing fraternity?
0: So Laurel takes a sword from his back and just. Uh, systematically goes through the eggs um and just breaks Jeez. them and then like the time a little dragon boys um like blood splatters out of them a little bit, like you don't see any bodies or whatever, but they were definitely like eggs and not like fabric. They all leave and um as they walk out there's a fluttering of wings and You killed baby KILLED MY babies, And then this giant green dragon appears out of the trees, and he unleashes this breath weapon at him. And the two men that are with with Laurel, all three of them attempt to jump out of the way, but Laurel's the only one that's successful. Um, And he takes off as the other two men lay on the ground, unconscious, and the dragon goes and just, like, mauls their corpses with his claws and his wings and his tail. And Laurel is running and he's running and then he makes it back home and there's i mean the dragon's not there he didn't give chase or whatever um three weeks later he wakes up in the morning and goes to his day job and when he gets back he goes and has a lovely dinner with his family he goes to bed around midnight wings in the sky and the roof of Laurel's house is ripped off by the giant green dragon, and the green dragon goes, I mean, he looks at him and goes, This, this is the fifth house, but I finally found you. of <sighs> goes, just, just kill me like you killed them. No, death is too good for you. And then the dragon, like, takes his claw and slaps it across, um, Laurel's wife who's just kind of like waking up as she hears Laurel say that and she's instantly dead and then the dragon lowers or like, like gets onto the floor in the house and just smashes the rest of it with his tail and the tail goes through the wall in the next room where you see it like smash into this baby's crib and the child is instantly killed as well and then with the back of its claw, it just kind of slaps Laurel, uh, functionally doing, like, non-lethal damage. Um, and Laurel passes out, and he wakes up the next morning, and his wife and his and his infant daughter is dead. I'll have to go back and see which one. <laughs> you all kind of fall out of this image, and he's on his knees, and he's just kind of dead in the eyes. I, I didn't want to see it. And the troll goes, Okay, who's next? See, it was fun.
2: Uh, Cyrix is at a loss because, apart from... Because you've been a
0: dick to him the whole time?
2: No, she doesn't give a fuck about Laurel. (laughs) 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 No, like, all of the men around her have been reduced into crying pussies. I'm not crying, you're
1: crying. (laughs) I'm not mad, I'm laughing.
2: Richard says as he, like, sniffles up a tear back into his eye. <laughs> so she, uh, is a bit hesitant but, but steps forward anyways and says, okay, let's Us? let's figure out my depressing life backstory.
0: So, so you, you are the last one. Uh, you cast the bones again. Hopefully it's not that weird thing that nobody knows um, again. Yeah, that's
2: weird. Like, I've, I've, I've heard the name before, but, like, you know, you got... You got fucking me. I don't fucking know what it is either.
0: Yes, Hit me uh, up
2: if you ever figure it out, bud. It I'd be is, excited to
0: know. It, it is what it is. Uh, I I, <sighs> I write I write you later. We be pen pals. We'll, we'll be at the Pharaoh Club.
2: Okay, that sounds that sounds delightful. What's your name again,
1: troll?
0: I don't remember. I believe it's part two well, he's court. a Russian
1: troll. So I guess his name is a Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: Yes, it's, it's probably Vladimir or Ivan or some bullshit. Those are only two Russian oh, names. Richard no, about Richard Kuklinski? Uh,
2: Vladimir Ivanovich. Oh
0: Ooh. yes, uh, my name, my name uh, Parthok, Parthok ah. Trollston.
2: Okay, <laughs> Parthok Trollston, we can totally be pen pals. Though if you uh, want me to send nudes, you will have to include a, a gold piece in
0: each letter. <laughs> they, this makes sense. I must learn to write and read immediately. I am more
1: interested in feed pictures.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you charge extra.
2: Uh, actually less. I'll do it for ten silver.
0: This is very fair. Anyway, here's some bones. <laughs> he throws the bones on the ground, and the word that appears is Mly, M-L-Y. This, uh, this make more sense to you.
2: <sighs> yeah.
0: This is going to be another sad one, isn't it? And he yeah, why don't you in. fucking
2: fix your goddamn bones, Vladimir? <laughs> <laughs> Porto
0: So, Xerix, you're standing in a brothel you once knew, and yes. the, the girls are lined up, and the madam of the brothel uh, walks up and goes, Ladies, there's a very special man coming. Uh, lots of gold in this one for us. His name is uh, Thaddeus, he's a uh, earl up in uh, up in one of those uh, big old castle cities of Varesia. He's uh, stopping by on a caravan visit, but he, he wanted me to know that he'd uh, be procuring our services. So I guess uh, decide amongst yourselves who who's gonna take this one on. If we're going on talent, Cyrix, you're probably the best suited, but we'll I have a, it.
2: I have a previous engagement.
0: You're, you're finally getting married.
2: No, I, uh, agreed to make a house call with a regular client. Oh,
0: yeah. I, I guess our regulars are more important. Well, then, uh, we'll just figure it out, guys. And then she goes back upstairs, and the younger woman walks up to you, Sirix, and goes, Um, I, I was thinking maybe I could do it, but there's nothing, nothing that really stands out, but it stands out about me. I don't know if it'd be worth his time or my time or... I don't know. You're you're very pretty and I'm just kind of, you know. But I was thinking maybe if I uh, added a little flair and pizzazz, maybe maybe I'd be a good choice. I put
2: my arm around her and I say, "Uh, Lie. It's not about the looks. It's not about flair or pizzazz unless they're into that sort of thing, but he's like an earl from a castle, so he's going to be boring." It's it's gonna be boring. Here's what's important. You just have to make him feel like he's very important. And listen to everything he says and pretend that it matters. And pretend that you care. And you'll give him a wonderful night. I and care. I know that you I know that you can do that. Yeah, I mean I, hell. You always listen to me.
0: And I pretend we, we all know that.
2: Exactly. Yeah. You're you get right. it. Thank you.
0: I don't know. I just I'll be fine, I think. He'll do great.
2: And I give her a kiss on the cheek.
0: Thank you, Cyrixa. Wish me luck.
2: My, get back here. And I kind of like bend my head over and take the locket that I wear off uh, and hand it to her. I don't know what it is about this thing. It always seems to, you know, if I put my hand on it, I just feel comfortable. So I'll give it to you for the night. Maybe it'll be a a good luck charm for you.
0: Thank you, Cyrixa. It means a lot
2: yeah no problem.
0: so you go out do your house call. it's night time uh, when you when you get done, he like passes out and you kind of slink off i steal
2: you... I steal an extra couple pieces of gold from his wallet,
0: okay yeah um as you're walking back, you uh, hear like screams coming from some from your brothel like like. Like not, regular not the, screams? No, not the good kind.
2: <laughs> like like terrified screaming. Okay. Correct. Um, I quicken my pace and hurry inside.
0: So you open the door and like on on the door to the main like like the VIP lounge room, um, it's like swung open and Malie's body is like pinned to it with daggers and short swords, and she is like definitely dead, and the method of execution seemed especially brutal. The locket is still around your neck, and Is, um, it, is
2: anyone else here?
0: Yeah, but they're all kind of, like, frantically running around, hiding. Uh, there are footprints that lead out the door uh, covered in blood, and, like, boots, like, boots that most of the girls here uh, w- yeah, wouldn-
2: wouldn't wear. I grab my whip that I keep in my room take the locket off of my body and put it back on and a white hot rage courses through me as I follow the footsteps
0: they kind of get drier as you go near the end of them you have to uh, spot out a gentleman like kind of slumped against a tree almost like passed out very, very fine regalia. He's passed out? I mean, he's not... He's, like, halfway in between conscious and out. He, he like, looks exhausted, but he's still awake.
2: Is there... Is this a well-populated area?
0: No. Like, the brothel's, like, kind of close to, like, the edge of town, and he went, like, away from the town.
2: Okay. Continue to... I approach him, and then, like... Like, Siric's... Like, flings herself at him and tackles him to the ground.
0: What What are you doing? Why, why are you tackling an earl? I'm, I'm Thaddeus, the, the earl of... Ugh.
2: Yeah, I know who what the fuck you,
0: you are. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I suppose that's... What are you doing? What, why what, Why's my head hurt?
2: Why did you do it?
0: Why did I do what?
2: Uh, I smack him in the face.
0: Uh, ugh, why... I don't know what's happening.
2: Why did you kill my friend?
0: Yeah, I, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't kill anybody.
2: Yeah, that, that's a fucking likely story. Uh, yes. I think at this point. Cyrix uh, knows she's going to uh, lose her resolve quickly. So she pulls out her whip and chokes him to death.
0: What are you... I, I didn't kill it. I didn't kill anybody. I... I didn't do it. Think... What? Ah, I didn't... Um, and Thaddeus dies. I suppose Xerix hides the body, and maybe... What?
2: Uh, as best I can. Yeah. Um, I think after she kills him, she probably, like, kind of stands there and cries for a little bit. And then pulls herself back together. Uh, hides the body as best she can and goes back to the brothel with the intent on gathering her things and leaving.
0: Um, and it fades out and, um, Part, uh, Partook looks at you. Zisa. the uh, first time you react in such a way? It's the first time I killed someone. Let me, uh, show you one thing. He waves his hands and, um, Thaddeus is sitting on, like, this front of this caravan, that's uh, traveling to your city. At, or to traveling. And there's these... So, like, the camera pans past him to the back of the, the cavern. And these two kind of sickly-looking, tiny creatures, um, greenish skin, are, like, crawling a- along the covered wagon. And they make their way up front, and they sit they, like, jump out at Thaddeus and sit on either side, and they, like, put their arms around him, and they go, you're gonna do us a favor today. Yes, you are. Good favor, good favor. Favor we need. And Thaddeus is like, who, who are you? This is highly irregular. I'm not <laughs> used to being ambushed. But I am noble. I am earl of place. You, you'll be rewarded, you. Very good thing. You will be Earl of time and place instead of just place, I get the impression that uh if I don't at least hear you out, you'll probably kill me. Ooh, good impressions you have uh what what do you need next city Next City has a a brothel you you kill girl you kill girl there a uh, girl with locket her name's Cyrix. Cyrix need die because syx bad i I'm not killing anybody, uh, that's just not something I'm going to do, and if you have to kill me for it, then go ahead. No, you, you kill, we make you kill. I i don't see how, and uh, one of them reaches out his he- hand and uh, casts a spell, and he goes, ah, because uh, dominated earls don't have much choice of whether they kill or not. And you're in front of the trolls again. The trolls, there's two! <laughs> there are seven now this has been an ambush while well, you guys are having these visions several have sneaked up and they all have <laughs> knives to your throats and then they cut them and you're all dead and that's Boy. the end of our broadcast week so yes.
2: who are these green
0: creatures uh, some sort of fairy this, this, some sort of fairy creature I believe, I don't know I do not recognize this is the uh, last vision I have
2: oh thank god
0: Yes so I am I am done. You sink on it. If you wish to uh, help Jang come come let me know. I I give you time I guess.
2: When when's Jang returning?
0: Well Jang never left. I mean she she go out forest for hours. But she she always around. She don't leave like dragon. I see. She she up she upstairs right now. Top floor. That that where dragon lives, that where she hang out. Uh when gone, that's where she sleeps when he's here. She sleeps on for, Gotcha. Yes. Perhaps this is too much information.
2: Is there anything that's happy?
0: Happy things happen, but uh you all know of them. Happy things aren't impressive to let you know I for real though.
2: Ah, so you flexing nuts
0: on us. <laughs> He's flicks big potato troll nut. Potato because of Russia. let
1: so we uh, call it and I go back to camp, we kinda of say to each other, like, let's uh let's get back to camp,
0: have a brew,
1: talk this out.
2: How about yes, but addendum, we never speak about what we saw to each other again.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's I don't even talk about anything. Yeah, totally fine.
2: I won't mention Rochelle, Raquel.
1: Rochelle. Rachel,
2: Rachel, I won't mention Rochelle. You won't m- mention why. We'll keep this chill. Let's get real drunk tonight, Richard. Grogu. Oh well, if,
1: uh, maybe I'll just turn in early because if I get real drunk, uh, I might be the one who's mad and not actually laughing.
2: <laughs> it's so it's okay. Actually, I've got some. I've got some. Um, what's what's weed called in Pathfinder, Derek? Chief. I've got some dank Keef that a friend of mine left before he <laughs> rudely abandoned me for the Underdark.
1: Oh, sounds like a smart man.
2: You know, he's honestly the bravest man I know. <laughs> 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 uh, so, let's say you, I, Grugug, Greg, Laurel, I'm sorry you're not invited. You can come back with us, but I'm not sharing my weed with you. Okay. We have a nice night, get our troubles, come back in the morning,
0: and all hung over
2: all hung over and all seduce this druid woman into doing whatever we want.
0: Cool. 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 So you leave and go back to camp. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. so when you get back, the camera leaves, um, you and goes back into the, the troll floor of the tower. And partook is turning in for the night. He gets into his big old troll bed <laughs> And, um, as he falls, falls asleep, the bones in his, um, like he, his hand bumps his night table and the bones fall to the floor. Jesus. And, uh, on the ground is once again, the word Pharam, and we're transported to another, another plane of existence. (gasps) Yeah. Well, Pharam, this is, uh, this is about to get real. Actually, all of you, all, uh. All four of you, we're we're about to start the mission that we're here for. That temple, way up there in the distance, that's where our gods, that's where my god wants us to go. And some of us have personal reasons to want to get in there. And he looks at Farum and she kind of nods at him and he goes, Either way, there's deep-seated mysteries in the Temple of Aridin. Uh We don't know what we're looking for. We don't know what we'll find in there things could get very hairy uh, but just know you all died for a reason you came to this plane I died for a reason you came to this plane to help protect what's going on in the prime material plane things are going to get really bad there, really quirk and if we can figure out what's going on in that temple right there we can make it better and that's the end of our broadcast week that was beautiful that
1: was beautiful let's kick Jeff and uh, Will off the podcast I was gonna say
2: all you really need is me and Sam yeah
1: Derek's ears was very sad
2: yeah that was actually the the backstory that I wrote when I first created Crix and sent it to Derek
1: very good